Good morning, everyone. My name is Kevin Lagore, and welcome to the Skywatcher What's Up webcast. Uh, this is a webcast we do every Friday, 10 a.m. Pacific, right here at the Skywatcher USA YouTube channel. And of course, if you ever enjoy seeing what we do and you like being a part of it, um, you can always check out our. Um, all right, we're having a little bit of technical issues this morning. Bear with me. There we go. Um, if you ever want to join us or you want to keep up to date with what's going on right now, you can join us at um, right here at the Skywatcher USA YouTube channel. And if you like what you see, go ahead and subscribe. That'll keep you up to date with what's going on, um, what what uh, videos we have coming up, and any new content that we might be adding in the future. Um, we're, we're always posting new videos. We're actually working on new informative videos that are gonna be going um, along with this series. And we hope to continue with this uh, moving forward. So if you like it, go ahead and subscribe and uh, keep up to date with what we're, what we're gonna be doing. And we're gonna get started with today. So the, the big thing we're doing today, of course, is Esprits. Esprits are the, the what am I trying to say here? Sprees are the flagship series of the Skywatcher line, and we're really proud of them, and we're we're glad to be talking about them this morning, and we're gonna cover all the details we have about them. And if you have any questions moving forward, um, I'll be happy to discuss any of that um, with anybody here. So thanks for joining. Um, if you're new to joining the Skywatcher What's Up webcast, we, like I said earlier, we do this every Friday and uh, we do a different topic each week. So that way uh, you can actually go back and watch these. They are recorded. And if you have any questions or if you miss something or you just can't make it because of time zones and stuff like that, um, we understand. Uh, you can always go back and check that out and uh, yeah, so anyway, let's let's get into the details there. Um, if you have any questions, go ahead and shelve those till later um, in this uh, video. I'll be happy to get to any of the questions uh, that anybody may have. So let's get going with all of that. So again, the Esprit series is the flagship uh, line for the Skywatcher um, optics. Um, you know, we, we make a wide variety of different telescopes from refractors to Dobsonians and imaging Newtonians uh, from affordable to high end. But the Esprits are really the crown jewel of the Skywatcher line. They are the pinnacle of what we are able to produce at this time. And um, they've really become quite well known throughout the years. Um, we have a lot of really happy owners with these and we're we're really proud of them we really just try to let our products stand for themselves and um yeah we we don't want to really push anything that's not going to be um something that we're proud to stand by and with the esprits we've done just that you've probably seen some of the reviews we've done in the magazines like the side-by-side -side reviews um we just want the telescope to stand for itself so and luckily the Esprits have been there to carry that reputation um, into the future. So um, in this whole series, I'm gonna cover all the models and all the details about them. So of course, we're talking about Esprits. Um, one real quick thing, the elephant in the room, a lot of people call these a sprit. Um, 
and it's actually a spree is the correct way to pronounce the name. Um, this was named from the Skywatcher European division, so it comes um, from a European background as far as the name goes, but it is officially pronounced a spree. So, uh, just so we know. So let's learn a little bit about this. Um, now the Esprits are, are, are too many R's there. The Esprits are an ED triplet refractor. Now a couple months ago, last month sometime, we talked about our Evo stars, also used to be known as the Pro EDs. Um, those were our ED doublet series. They've been around for a long time. Um, but the Esprits are kind of a newer generation. Um, they're probably less than 10 years old at this point. Uh, they originally started with a carbon fiber tube, um, and those were known as the Quantums, and those are quite rare. And what we've found and what you might find from other manufacturers as well is that carbon fiber and large refractors is not really a great combo. Um, because of expansion and retraction, carbon fiber isn't gonna shift as much, but the glass is. So large um, large tubes with carbon fiber um, are not really a good mix when it comes to refractors. So you don't see that uh, happen too often um, with the large refractors at this point. So we got away from that. And when that happened, we made a switch over to the aluminum tubes that you see nowadays. And those are the Esprits, the nice gloss white tubes. And that's, that's what you're seeing uh, today and has been in production for the last couple of years. Now the Esprits, um, like I said, they're, they're really our world-class optic. Uh, the engineer team and the, the optical fabrication teams that assemble and build these have taken a tremendous amount of time to get these to be the best that they can actually be. And they, they do compete on a very high level with some of the best brands out there. We've put them side by side and have found that they can certainly hold their their levels um, to those other competing brands. But again, we, we just let them stand for themselves. We don't, we don't put cherry pick samples out there. We just send, we're reviewing one, we just send one out and that's what it is. So again, letting it stand for itself. Um, I just noticed my head is kind of in the way. Let me squeeze there, there we go. Now the Esprit's Unlike some of our other telescopes, the Esprits were designed for the advanced imager from the ground up. We really wanted this to be um, the best astrograph, astrophotography optic that we can produce. And that is what you're starting to see. And we've looked at a couple of the details in there to make sure that they fit along that line. So uh, the Esprits are really designed um, with the imager in mind. Now, if you've ever held an Esprit or seen an Esprit, they're actually quite heavy for their size. Um, the 80 is almost 10 pounds, about 8.8 .8 pounds. Um, the 100 is 16 pounds, the 120 is 22 pounds, and the 150 is 32 pounds. So they're, they're pretty heavy scopes for their size. Um, so it's, it's definitely something that you, uh, you definitely want to check out there. And uh, sorry, I think there was some glitch with the internet. We're having a little streaming issue this morning. So bear with me on all of this. So 
Um, the Esprits are really built like a tank. We want them to be rigid. We don't want any flex happening in the telescope because when you're imaging, um, flexure is a huge problem. So we don't want that to happen. So these are massively overbuilt for what they are to make them as rigid as possible. Now, another thing that we've tried to go through with this is we try to include everything for, for the imager in mind. Um, these can be used for visual. Um, they, they are very effective visual instruments, but um, they are really designed for imaging. If you ever get a chance to view with one, they are phenomenal. But um, these really are designed for the astrophotographer. And we're gonna go into some details here in a second that actually cover um, why they are intended for that application. And of course, like I um, I apologize guys, the, the connection this morning for whatever reason is just not holding up like I'd like it to. Um, let me see if I can clean some of this up and make this better. So just bear with me just a sec. Okay, hopefully that's a little bit better. Uh, not as glitchy. Um, we'll try to get through this. Um, so the Esprit design. Um, the Esprit, like I said, is designed from the ground up to provide the sharpest images possible from Skywatcher. Um, as you may know, um, ignore this up here. Um, this is the uh, triplet objective. And at the heart of that, let me go ahead and fix this real quick. At the heart of the Esprit is the triplet objective. And we use a, uh, a, there's three elements. The center element is our synthetic fluorite element. And that allows us to get the best color correction possible. And we try to keep up to date with the latest glass to provide the best color correction that we possibly can with these. So the outer two elements are your basic, you know, shot glass, and then the center one is our synthetic fluorite um, that helps correct any color aberrations. Now, unlike with a doublet refractor like our EvoStar series, um, a triplet is gonna give you more flexibility. You can make a triplet faster, larger, and still get the color correction that you're looking for. Um, so a triplet gives you a lot of different uh, capabilities that doublets might not be able to do. Now, doublets are great telescopes. They're great for visual. You can get started with astrophotography with them. They do good color correction. Um, but a triplet is just gonna give you uh, several more degrees of flexibility by adding that third element because it's gonna give you increased uh, color correction and the ability to make faster focal length optics while still getting that color correction. And like I said, that center element is our synthetic fluorite uh, element. Now, a little bit more on the Esprit design. Uh, like I said, these are highly corrected triplet objectives. Uh, They're really well colored, no color on them at all, actually. Um, I've never seen it. Um, if you are seeing color, then you might want to discuss that with your local distributor. Um, we have large dual speed focusers on these and here we go. I did want to talk about uh, the focusers here really quick. 
because we kind of do a unique uh, arrangement on this. I'm gonna make myself a little bit bigger. So this is an Esprit 80. We'll talk about this here in a second. Um, but our focusers are what you would call a uh, linear rail rack and pinion focuser. And what that means is they have a rail, it's a standard rack and pinion, so it uses a, a brass gear assembly underneath. But on top, we have a linear rail, and that is a linear bearing. So it goes up into the bearing assembly, which is right in here. Um, if you actually have an Esprit, I get a lot of questions about this focuser, this block on top of the focuser. Do not touch this. Um, this, is the, this is the linear bearing assembly. So these screws in there hold that bearing assembly in place. And there are 80 very small ball bearings in there. And if you take it apart, they shoot everywhere. And it's incredibly difficult to get it all back into place. And the reason I tell you that is because I've done it and it sucks and just try to avoid touching that. Um, I have some uh, customers of ours, they Velcro items up on here, that's fine. Um, but this is not a good place to mount like finder blocks or guiders, um, just leave that bearing alone. Um, don't worry about it. Um, but yes, our focusers have a linear rail in there. And what that does is that helps keep the focuser square. So that it reduces any flexure that might be occurring inside when you've got a real heavy load um, on these. So that is our uh, linear rail rack and pinion focuser. That's found on all four models, uh, various sizes. Um, and we'll talk about the different sizes that are in, uh, included with each telescope model. Um, we have large corrected fields. Uh, so the Esprits here in North America are include a field flattener. Um, this can be optional in your region. So you definitely want to you want to make sure when you're buying an Esprit or if you're interested in a Esprit that you pay attention what accessories are included in your uh, kit because it's actually gonna vary from region to region um, what might be included. So just pay attention to that. Here in North America, we don't include eyepieces with them. Um, we, we think of them as very high-end uh, imaging refractors and we, we kind of figured if you're buying an Esprit, um, you've probably already got a nice set of eyepieces hanging out. So um, that right there is, um, why we don't include it so whoops there we go um so we don't include that there because we figured you already have a nice ip set now we do include the field flattener which we find more important and i'll get into those details here in a second and why that is and then we'll go over the corrected fields there as well um, the Esprits are great from beginner to advanced imagers, and they're also phenomenal visual telescopes. So just because you got an Esprit, it doesn't mean you can't use it for visual. Um, I use my 150 Esprit for outreach all the time. I've had thousands of kids and people look through it. It does an amazing job on the planets. Um, and Deep Sky, it's a phenomenal wide field telescope, as are the rest of them. Um, so they, they can be used for visual. They're perfect for visual use, but I, I do understand that they can be a little spendy, but um, if you do have one, you know, don't be afraid to pop the camera off and put a nice eyepiece in there because they work great for all of that as well. 
Um, so let's start with the, the smallest one in the line. This is the Esprit 80. Uh, the Esprit 80 is an 80 millimeter. It's an ED triplet as is the whole series. Um, it's F5, so it's actually one of the fastest 80 millimeter refractors on the market. That's 400 millimeter native focal length, um, which is, it's short, it's fast, it's well corrected. So it, it does great for wide field. It has a 2.7 inch uh, linear rack and pinion focuser. So like I said earlier, when I brought the, the 80 up here, um, this is a 2.7 inch focuser. Um, the focuser is almost as big as the objective is in diameter, and it it is a solid system. Uh, it is rotatable, and we do have brass compression rings on the back of these focusers, so they won't mar up any um, you know corrective optics that you might put in there or what have you. It, they've got everything that you're going to need to not mar up your eyepieces. Uh, the image circle natively on this telescope is 33 millimeters. So it's really designed for the crop sensor um, and smaller. Uh, when you're designing an 80 that's this fast, it's really difficult to accommodate a full frame sensor. You could probably squeak some on there, but you're probably gonna have some vignetting towards the outer edge. So this is really designed for you know a lot of the APS-C sensors, um, you, you know, um, most DSLRs, like any of the basic Canon, Nikons, um, Sony's, uh, whatever rings you're going to want to put on there, um, it can handle all of that. Uh, popular cameras like the ZWO 071, the 294, the 2600, which just came. Sorry, there's way too many to remember. Um, anything APS-C would work fine on the Esprit 80. And you have to remember. This is a 400 millimeter focal length. So even with an APS-C size sensor, you're talking a huge field of view. So it's a big, big chunk of the sky. Actually, why don't we do the math on this real quick? I would, just so we all know how big of a field of view we can actually get with this with a standard size sensor. So let's do 400 millimeter and we're gonna do a cropped sensor. And let's just, so if, if you have a crop sensor, like a standard DSLR or one of the popular one-shot color cameras that are on the market right now that is an APS-C size sensor, with the Esprit 80, you're talking a 3.2 by 2.1 degree field of view. That's huge chunks of sky. So the Esprit 80 is an effective wide field instrument that you can use. And it's only 8.8 .8 pounds. It's, it, it's a hefty scope for what it is. Um, but again, when you're imaging, you need it to be rigid. You don't want anything flexing. And when you're talking about telescopes of this caliber, flexure is just not something you want to have happen. So um, all this is built to be super rigid. Now, here's just some of the included accessories that come with the Esprit 80. Uh, please bear in mind, this is the North American uh, arrangement you want to definitely check with your distributor from region to region um, Europe and Australia and around the world um, they their included accessories might be a little bit different uh, let me just fade myself out just so everyone's clear on this if you're watching this recorded um, this is what comes with the Esprit 80 in North America we have an 8x50 right angle finder 2 inch dielectric diagonal with inch and a quarter adapter that also has compression rings 
field flattener m48 spacer so it's a spacer and then drops down to 48 millimeter threads canon ef m48 ring uh, canon just been the most accepting of the astrophotography world with the dslrs so that's why that's included but we do have a 48 millimeter nikon and if we don't have the ring you can go to telescopeadapters.com and they have a ton of different rings for different cameras at this point um, it has a v-style mounting foot and a travel case um, so there are no rings um, available currently for the esprit 80 but um, just one quick thing i would like to mention let me bring myself back here um, if you are using an esprit 80 and you don't want to use the mounting foot underneath. The mounting foot has two quarter 20 holes about midway there. You can bolt your favorite Los Mondi D plate onto the bottom of the foot. This is how I have my 80. Most of my mounts have a D plate saddle. I find they're more rigid. So you can actually mount a D plate to the bottom of the foot here and it gives you more room for balance and you can switch that out pretty easily without having to modify anything and take the foot off and go through all kinds of weird stuff to get custom rings and stuff like that. Just a, just a little note there. Now the Esprit 80 is an excellent imaging telescope. Like I said, it's designed for APS-C or crop sensors and smaller. Um, this is an example right here from our friend Richard Wright and his Esprit 80. This is using a 8300 sensor. Um, you can see it's a beautiful image setup, and it really gets everything that you'd want up there. It's, it's a very good wide field scope. I think it's our best wide field telescope to date, um, and it's going to be hard to beat um, as well. But if you want to add some accessories to your Esprit 80, um, the Optec SW and SWX25 motors, um, as you can see right here, uh, though that motor goes on to the single side of the focuser, not the dual speed side, and it's a direct drive. So the gear clamps right to the center axle of the focuser, and that allows you to move about nine and a half pounds of equipment with a 2.2 micron step size. Um, and that's available from Optec. Um, if you don't need heavy-duty payloads, the Star is on a MicroTouch focuser actually bolts to the dual-speed side. They have a very particular motor for the Skywatcher dual-speed series. So if you're looking at a Star is on a MicroTouch focuser, um, make sure you're getting the Star is on a one. And of course, everyone's next question is, how do I make it faster? Well, Skywatcher doesn't currently make a reducer for the Esprits at this time. Um, but if you want to make it faster, Star Arizona sells the Apex uh, ED series of reducers. Uh, these were actually designed off of the Esprit. They started with an Esprit 100 and they designed this corrector around that optical system. Um, so they make two models, the S for short focal lengths under 500 and the L for focal lengths longer than 500. So for the Esprit 80, if you want to speed it up, um, this actually installs into the focuser. It's a two inch barrel, but this is a 0.65 X. It reduces it down to F 3.2. So it's like under 300 millimeters and still illuminates a crop sensor. So if you want basically a telephoto lens, uh, the Apex ED-S is the model you'd want for the Esprit, uh, the 80. And I actually have mine installed right here. Now, 
Let me make this bigger real quick. I'm not gonna be juggling the larger Esprits. Um, this is the Apex. They actually make a threaded adapter for it. Um, so you can get this and the corrector threads right inside. As you can see right there, that's the reducer. And that's gonna drop the Esprit 80 to F3.2. And they make a custom ring uh, that threads to all the Esprits. Uh, and it, it's a nice threaded fit inside the focuser there. So that's something you can take a look at if you want to speed up your Esprit 80. And that is the, you can contact Star Arizona um, if you have any questions about that. So uh, moving up the line, we have the Esprit 100. The Esprit 100 is probably one of them, it's probably the model you hear about the most. Um, this is a really flexible telescope. It opens up its image circle more to accommodate full frame. So it's pretty popular. Um, this is a, um, 100 millimeter ED triplet. Uh, it's an f5.5, so 550 millimeter focal length, so it's still pretty wide field. It has a larger 3.4 inch rack and pinion linear rail focuser, um, and 3.4 inches from the 100 on up, the focuser remains the same diameter. It is rotatable, and uh, the compression rings are in there as well. 40 millimeter image circle. And it weighs 16 pounds, so it's it's kind of hefty there. Um, and then, of course, just like with the Esprit 80, we include all the same accessories. You get the 8x50 uh, right angle finder, 2-inch dielectric diagonal, inch and a quarter adapter with compression rings, the field flattener. Um, and like I said, the field flattener on the 100 has a larger corrected field. Um, it's a 40 millimeter corrected field, so you get the ability to start using full frame sensors. Um, of course, it comes with the Canon EF M48 ring, our M48 spacer. Uh, this one does come with mounting rings and a D-style plate and a travel case as well. They all use these hard roadie style cases. Um, I guess you could check them for flight purposes. Um, I'd have to do the measurements there, but they're pretty heavy duty. Now, the Esprit 100, like I said, has a larger image circle, 40 millimeters. Um, it's really designed for full frame. It can go larger. Uh, the image you see right here of the horse head is a full frame 16803 sensor on the back of the Esprit 80. So you can just see how big the field of view is um, with this telescope and that particular sensor. It can handle even past full frame, uh, you probably are gonna have to take a flat in there to correct any um, vignetting towards the edges, but it's still doable. But with a 16803 sensor on the back of an Esprit 100, you're talking a 3.8 by 3.8 degree field of view. So it's huge, um, probably larger than most things, but um, it's, it's a big field. And just to show you, this is our friend Scott Tucker from Star Arizona. Um, this is his three panel mosaic of the Pleiades and the trailing dust behind the Pleiades. This was shot with an Esprit 80 at its native F5.5 focal ratio. Um, this is using an Apogee U16M, so it's another 16803 camera. This is a huge field of view right there. But you can actually see that the Esprit 100 is more than capable of handling large format sensors, even beyond full frame. Uh, I would say 16803 is the biggest um, that you'd ever want to put on. But if you've got a full frame DSLR, 
no problem. And then of course anything smaller than that is is easy. No no problem at all. Now the Esprit 100 has a larger focuser, so when you're using an Optech, um, I would like to add really quick in there. Um, you'll probably see me mention Optech and the Star Arizona focusers quite a bit. I do understand there's other companies like ZWO and uh, Prima Luce Labs and uh, Pegasus. All of them make great hardware. This is just the equipment that we have had the chance to test in-house. Um, we try to back anything we can, but if you call us up and you ask us our opinion on what focuser or what item should be used for what, um, we really are only gonna tell you about what we have had the personal chance to test. Um, I'm not gonna tell you anything that I, I don't know about because if I've never tried it, I can't give you my 100% certainty and put my name behind it that yes, this is how it works and da 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 da. Um, there, are, there are plenty of good focusers out there. I just haven't had the chance to test those personally. So I'm just telling you what I know for a fact from personal experience works on our scopes. So just, just wanted to put that out there. I didn't want to leave anybody out, but just want to throw that out there. So um, if you're looking for the Optech focuser for the 100 and larger, you need the SW or SWX30 um, motor. Uh, the Star Arizona MicroTouch focuser works the same. It's the same motor across all of our dual speed lines. And of course, if you want to reduce it, you can actually use the Apex EDL, the, L, the longer focal length model, because now we're at 550. Um, this actually reduces the Esprit 100 to 3.57, so real fast, um, and will handle crop sensors. Um, not full frame, but crop sensors on that. So maybe in the future we'll see a full frame variant, which would be ridiculous on an Esprit 100. But for now, um, if you've got a crop sensor and you have an Esprit 100 and you want to get a bigger field of view, uh, take a look at the Star Arizona Apex uh, EDL model. All right, let's jump up to the big boy refractors now. So the next one in the line is the Esprit 120. This is a 4.7 inch ED triplet. So just about five inch in aperture. Um, this is F7. So our larger two models are not as fast as the smaller counterparts. And you need to keep aperture in mind as you go up in size because focal length and aperture paired with the ED glass is gonna be what gives you the ultimate correction in your image. So if you make a scope too fast, even though you're using ED glass, you're gonna start getting color fringing. So uh, the focal lengths have to get a little longer as we go up an aperture so we can get that color correction that we like. Uh, the Esprit 120 is pushing an 840 millimeter focal length. So this is a really good all around focal length if you wanna do fairly decent wide field, not crazy like the smaller two, um, but with a large chip, you can get a good field of view, but you can still start to get some image scale when you're talking galaxies and smaller clusters and such. The 120 is, is starting to get up to that sweet spot that you're looking for. This again has a 3.4 inch linear rack and pinion focuser. Um, I would like to mention that all the focusers on the Esprit lines are rotatable and they all have compression rings as well. 
This has the larger image circle. Uh, the, the two larger Esprits, the 120 and 150, feature a 43 millimeter image circle, so full frame and uh, larger is doable. And this comes in at 22 pounds. Um, if you're looking for a, a refractor in the Esprit line that you really wanna use for really nice visual work but still wanna do astrophotography, um, the Esprit 120 is a sweet spot. You're talking 4.7 inches of almost five inches of aperture and on a refractor that's a good amount of aperture to have. Uh, the planets are phenomenal. Um, the moon looks crazy um, and you can start to really use it effectively especially in a dark sky site for you know looking at some of the brighter galaxies and nebulas up in the nighttime sky. So using about using a, a rough five inch refractor is you're getting to a serious refractor at that point. So this is our 120 model, um, 4.7 inch aperture. So if you're looking for kind of the best of both worlds for astrophotography and imaging, um, all of them work well, but the 120 are getting a large enough aperture where it's gonna become interesting at that point. And then of course, just like the rest of the Esprits um, here in North America, we include all the stuff you need to get going, eight by 50 finder, two inch dielectric diagonal, inch and a quarter adapter, field flattener, M48 spacer, Canon EF ring, uh, mounting rings, and a travel case. Uh, there are rolling wheels on the 120 and 150 travel cases because it's like rolling a coffin around at that point. So having those uh, wheels on there makes that really nice to have. Now the 120 works really well up to sensors up to 16803. Um, but if you're using anything full frame or smaller, you're, you're totally good to go. Um, I shot this one uh, from the backyard. This is a 694 Starlight Express Trius camera, monochrome using three nanometer uh, chromo chroma um, HA and O3 filters. This is reduced a little bit, so that helped a, a bit to get more field of view, but you can see it's a very capable system. Um, works very, very well for narrow band. So it's a, it's a great system for astrophotography as well as visual. Um, the 120 is really nice because it's not as big as the 120 physically. So it's, it's easy to move around. It can fit into a compact car a lot easier. Um, I don't have the measurements on how long it is, but all those specs are on our website if you'd like to know, or you can always email us if you're interested in that. And of course, just like the rest of them, you can use the SW or SWX30 from Optech, the Starzona Microtouch Focuser, and the Apex uh, 0.65L uh, model will reduce this to F4.55 if you wanna speed that up for crop sensors and smaller. Now, on top of all of this, we have our flagship, which is the Esprit 150. This is a big refractor. Um, the Esprit 150 is a full six inch aperture F7 triplet. This is 1,050 millimeter focal length. This is as serious as it gets at to this point um, in the Skywatcher line. I would love to do a seven inch version, quite honestly, but now we're talking, you know, mucho bucks for something like that. So 150 right now is the pinnacle of the Esprit line. It's rotatable compression rings, 43 millimeter image circle, 
and it weighs 32 pounds. So unlike the Esprit 120, the Esprit 120 is 22 pounds, probably fully equipped for imaging. You're pushing near 30. You could easily fit that on our EQ6R without any problems at all. Um, if you're looking for a whole setup, an EQ6R will easily handle the 120, 100, and 100 without any issues at all. The 150, however, really needs a larger mount, such as our EQ8R, or you could get something, uh, you could probably work okay with it on a Los Mondi G11. You probably want a G11T more preferably. Um, you could squeak it onto like the Celestron CGX or CGXLs, and uh, then then you could actually step up to something like the, the Astrophysics or the BISC uh, Mighty or MX Plus mounts would work really good for the Esprit uh, series as well. So uh, particularly for the 150. Now the 150, of course, right out of the box comes with everything you need to get going. You've got your finder, your diagonal, your field flattener, M48 spacer, um, the EF ring if you're using Canon, mounting rings, and a travel case for all of that. Now the Esprit 150, like I said, handles full frame, no problem. Uh, this is a full frame 16803 image of M31 using the Esprit 150. You can see how big of a field that actually is. So um, even at a thousand millimeters uh, with the right sensor, this works uh, quite well. Um, probably one of the best matched sensors for the um, Esprit 150 at this time would be the 16200 sensor with the six or six odd uh, micron pixels. Um, that matches really well with the uh, Esprit 150. So if you're looking for like the ultimate uh, imaging arrangement, a Spree 150 with an imaging, uh, sorry, a filter wheel and a 16200 sensor is perfect um, if you're looking for something like that. Uh, just the other night, we have a remote observatory um, that's in the works right now. And this is one of the first light shots that we got. This is the unprocessed, just stretched image of an Esprit 150 with a 16803 uh, on the back of it. This is a Starlight Express SX56, um, and this is using a Chroma 5 nanometer hydrogen alpha filter. Uh, this was shot earlier this week, and I just wanted to bring this up really quick because we have a lot of people who are always asking about how well the Esprit is correct for such a large sensor. So. I just want to go in here. Uh, keep in mind, this is a um, huge imaging sensor, um, really pushing the limit of the Esprit series. And um, I just want to show you guys the corners here, the edges of this system. Um, as you can see, this is at the very extreme edge of a 16803 sensor using the Esprit 100. This is 300%. Um, this is using a stock focuser and an Optech SW, SW30 or S, one of the two motor focusers. Um, no adjustment on this at all. This is just a standard shot to show the corrected field of this massive sensor. So the Esprits are really, Jesus, this is a lot bigger than I thought. Um, there we go. Takes forever to cross that sensor. Um, you can just see how well corrected uh, these images are in there so it's 
These are really designed to be serious imaging systems. Um, we really want it to be the absolute pinnacle, but still be affordable in the realm of affordable. Um, triplets are always going to be really expensive to produce because we're talking three optical, six optical surfaces on three elements. So it takes a while to get all that right. But we, we've really worked hard to get this designed to be the best that they can be. So as you can see, that it works really, really well, even on large format sensors for the Esprit, uh, Esprit there, so. And then, of course, real quick, uh, we have the Optech SW and SWX30 motor focusers um, that can be used on them. The motor uh, stars on a micro touch focuser works fine. Um, if you want to reduce your Esprit 150 and you're using a crop sensor or smaller, you can use the Apex EDL model. Uh, that is uh, drops it to f4.5, which is crazy on a 150 triplet. Uh, these are ED-based correctors, so there's an additional ED element inside there to help with uh, color correction. But um, that's that's something you could uh, take a look at if you're looking at the Esprits. Um, some other third-party accessories I just want to mention here real quick. Um, Starlight Instruments or Feather Touch uh, makes focusers for the Esprits and adapters. So you can use, you can upgrade to a Feather Touch if you want. Just call Starlight Instruments and they'll help you out from there. Uh, we talked about doing it, um, but by the time we would get the focuser and implement everything, it was just going to be too expensive. So. The focuser we give you works just fine, but if you really want to upgrade, uh, you can go to Feather Touch and they'll take care of that. And then of course, we also, the Moonlight focusers can also be adapted to the Esprits. Um, one of the popular uh, things that we're seeing right now is the Nightcrawlers. Uh, the Nightcrawler is a, um, a focuser rotator all in one that's from moonlight that's uh, it is way up there as far as price tag goes but the uh, moonlight night crawlers can also be adapted I've seen them on the Esprit 150 120 I don't think I've seen an 80 with a night crawler yet but I'm sure someone has it out there so um, and then just a couple people I want to mention here real quick that use our Esprits that you may have heard of. Of course, Richard Wright um, writes for Sky and Telescope. Uh, he's got plenty of his own images as well. You can go see also works a little bit with software Bisque. Um, he uses, I think he has all four of the Esprits at this point, but that's him with his 150 and the Nightcrawler on it. Um, so he's got some good stuff on there. Uh, our good friend Stephen Ramsden from the Charlie Bates Solar Astronomy Project and Sunlit Earth. Um, he has, I think he's still using the Esprit 120. He had all four at the time, but I think he's donated a couple to his other branches of his uh, nonprofit solar outreach program. Um, but you can see right there the Esprit 120 that's sandwiched between the two Coronado 90s. Uh, this was out at NEF a couple years ago, but he still uses some of the Esprits there. Um, probably one of our most well-known right now is Trevor Jones of Astro Backyard. Um, he's using the Esprit 150 and 100 at the moment. Um, so he's busy using those. Um, our good friend, Dr. Ron Brecher, 
he has an Esprit 150. If you haven't seen some of, all of these people have amazing images, go check them out. And then of course, uh, Jerry Gardner is also um, one of our imagers. Jerry, we probably have to thank the most because Jerry was really there in early times with the Esprits. And Jerry is the, the gentleman and astrophotographer who did the side-by-side -side imaging for our ads that you saw in Sky and Telescope and Astronomy ad Magazine, you've seen that. Jerry was the astrophotographer who did that. And if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, we basically took our Esprits and two of the exact same cameras and put them side by side against other telescopes just to show what they can do. Um, so there's Jerry right there. He's got an Esprit 150 right there. And then right next to it is the legendary Astrophysics 160 EDF Starfire. Um, so we put them head to head and you could probably find that whole shootout on cloudy nights uh, there's a whole form about it um, and plenty of opinions um, inside there as well so the the esprits ultimately are our flagship series we're really proud of them i am over jerry's name that is not good there we go sorry about that um i covered up everyone's name i forgive me about that so um, we have a bunch of other world-class uh, imagers that use these. Um, several companies are using these for a variety of different things. If you actually want to see one um, in action and you want to see one up close, if you ever get a chance to get out to Mount Lemmon uh, Sky Center, the University of Arizona Mount Lemmon Sky Center, um, they have a 32-inch RCOS uh, telescope, which has an Esprit 150 piggybacked. Um, up top. I ran out of time looking for pictures of that one. Um, but if you ever want to check it out in person, you can go up to Mount Lemmon Sky Center when the world returns to normal and check their Esprit 150 out up there as the finder scope of their 32 inch uh, Richie Cretion uh, telescope. So something to check out there. So with that being said, um, that's pretty much it for this week's episode. If you really liked um, what we have here, you can actually go back and see any of our other episodes that we currently have. They're all recorded and you can all go back and check them out if there's a topic you want to see that maybe you missed or maybe you weren't, you weren't able to make the live feed. Um, you can always go back to the Skywatcher USA YouTube channel and check out all the, the What's Up webcasts episodes. Um, if you want to be kept in the loop about what's coming up in future episodes, you can hit subscribe. You'll get a little notification about what's coming up. And if there's something you want us to take a look at, go ahead and email support at skywatcherusa.com and title your email, what's up? And just let us know what you'd like to see. And we'd be happy to take a look at uh, possibly doing another episode on that request. Um, I would like to mention that next week, uh, we are having our good friend Vic Maris from Stellarview. Yes, we talk to other companies here. It's okay, we're all friends. Um, Vic Maris from Stellarview is going to be here next week. I think he's taking us on a tour through Stellarview, um, if I'm not mistaken. So you might want to tune back and check that up uh, next week, 10 a.m. live right here. And then at the end, we'll we'll sit down, ask him some questions, and just see how Stellarview does what Stellarview does. So join us next week for that. And with that being said, we've got nine minutes left. So if you have any questions, I'd be happy to answer those right now about um, pretty much anything you want to know um, as far as, as long as it's relevant. 
Um, I'll be happy to answer what I can. Um, let me go through some of the feed here and make sure I didn't miss any questions from people. Um, but if you have any, now is the time to ask. Uh, I don't see anything at the moment. Uh, can you check the, uh, this comes from Duncan Thomas. Can you check the scope as luggage for an airline flight? I suppose you could. Um, I've never done it personally. Um, I have flown with my Esprit 100 for the Eclipse in 2017. The Esprit 100 works really well for, for traveling purposes. So that's something to think about um, on that. It's a really nice setup uh, there. Um, let's see, Steve Kaiser. I emailed Optech two weeks ago about the SWX25. Never heard back from them. I have, everyone's really busy right now with the whole COVID and everyone getting to astronomy. So I wouldn't give up on them. Um, try giving them a call back. Um, just try to be patient. Everyone um, is is doing their best with that. Uh, next question. Uh, let's see. What Apex ED threaded focuser adapter are you using for the Esprit 80? M42 or M48? I think I have the M48 adapter because most of my equipment is M48. Um, but you can uh, definitely talk to Star Arizona about different uh, thread sizes that you might need. But I have M48 because all my other equipment is M48 for the most part. Uh, next question, what are the black dots in the unprocessed images? Uh, you can get black dots from, from raw CCD images for various reasons. Um, I don't know exactly what this one was, but all that processes uh, out. When you stack all the images, especially when you're doing dithering, that'll clear on out and the biases will clear on out from there as well. But that's just a raw image to show um, what the stars actually look at without any processing whatsoever. Because what happens a lot when you're doing astrophotography or you see online with the forms, um, a lot of people wanna see how the telescope performs and they send this big processed image to show what they did. That's great to show you know your image but when you want to show the capabilities of a telescope you want a raw unprocessed shot to show you what the scope is capable of without any extra glamour added to the image so um but there can be artifacts that occur naturally you've got a lot going on in there between electronics and optics and all of that so black dots can come from the ccd or the sensor and that all cleans up at the end when processing. Uh, next question, is carbon fiber body better than a metal body? I don't think so. Um, so what happens is when you're doing expansion and contraction um, with telescopes, especially when it starts getting cold this winter, um, tubes in the glass are going to expand and contract at different rates. Carbon fiber, the whole selling point of carbon fiber is it doesn't expand and contract, so your focus doesn't shift. That's all well and good if you have optics that don't expand and contract either, or very minimally expand and contract. Now, the glass that's generally used in refractors, it doesn't expand and contract a lot, but it's going to expand and contract enough 
to where your focus is going to shift as the temperature fluctuations occur. And that's the advantage of having a motor focuser that's gonna change up all of that um, about that as well. So you can definitely, um, carbon fiber doesn't really add much to it. You can save some weight. Unfortunately, carbon fiber is also expensive. So on a large refractor, Carbon fiber isn't really what you want. And I think you find that that trend of carbon fiber kind of died off um, a while ago. Um, it's still out there, but it, it's not the best uh, body to go with. Because actually what you find out is the metal, a metal tube and the glass expand very close to this exact same, not exact, but very close to the same expansion rates as one another. So it's actually better to use the metal tubes um, than the carbon tubes um, that we find. Um, of course, if there is any other manufacturers out there that want us to check out their stuff, uh, we're, we're happy to check it out. We're, we do want to work on a web page on our website um, that promotes other third-party items. So it makes it easier for you, the customer, to check out what we've tried and maybe that'll help make you a, a better decision on what you want to add to your telescope. And it's hard to keep up with all of that, but we're always looking to try new things. Uh, but before we start promoting things to people um, in person or over the phone, we want to make sure we've tried it, we've made the errors, and learned how to use it. So that way, if you call and you have questions, we can back it 100% and say, this is how you use it, this is what we found, we approve of this product and there are there's so many third-party products out there that we just haven't had a chance to try them all but if someone's out there and wants to send us something to try out so we can you know back it up please just give us a contact we'll be happy to check it out um you know we all use stuff we're we want to we like using telescopes too so we'd be happy to uh, check all of that out so um, if anybody has any other questions, um, I think we're pretty much out of time. Um, but if you have any questions, you can always email us at support at skywatcherusa.com. Um, we're happy to help you out with anything you've got um, on there. Uh, oh, Donnie, you've got one question. Is the Evo Guide a good match for the Esprit 120 for guiding? Yes, the Evo Guide 50ED would be a great uh, guiding option for any of the Esprits. It just replaces the finder up there on the finder bracket. It'll work well for that um, on any of the models. So, all right. Um, I think that's pretty. Let's see. Steve from Cloudy Nights under refractor form group. There is a reported issue with the color correction of the latest uh, ADED scopes. Um, we're actually looking into that. I will not. I'm not gonna be someone to just brush it under the rug. Um, when you're manufacturing optics, things can happen. Um, it's not so much a color correction issue, um, but we are checking out what's going on with it. I don't have a full answer with it right now, um, but actually, this is one of the scopes that we are taking a look at right now. Um, if you're, if you're watching this, this is um, just on the 80 millimeter. We're finding these off-axis halos um, at the moment. We are looking into it, and this is September of 2020. So if you're watching this in the future, you can always check back um, on this. But we're taking a look at it. 
Um, I don't have an answer about it right now, but we'll we'll see what we can do. It's only in a very small amount of them, um, but I, I don't know at the moment, but we are looking into it. So um, anyway, if you guys have any other questions, you can always email us at support at skywatcherusa.com. Uh, thank you for putting up with all the technical stuff that's happened today. Um, thanks for hanging in there. I hope you have a great weekend. Uh, tune in next week to see Vic Maris from Stellar View. And then next week, we're, uh, next month, we've got all lined up as well. So just keep an eye on that. Uh, if you enjoy it, go ahead and hit subscribe to support our channel. And other than that, please have a safe weekend. Um, clear skies. There's very little moon out this weekend. So if, you're, if you've got clear skies, um, it's time to bust out those telescopes as well. So uh, thank you very much, guys, for supporting us. Uh, thank you for everyone here uh, putting up with the technical problems. And we will see you guys next Friday right here at 10 a.m. Pacific on the Skywatcher USA YouTube channel. So thank you very much. Take care and have a safe weekend.